Lights, action, performance. It's time to showcase yourself with us. It's the Entertainment Biz Podcast. Hello, Keris. All right, my love. Thank you for going. We struck a chord already. We're oh, both from Bristol. Absolutely. Who doesn't love this accent? I know. It's so, it's so warm. It's like a friendly hug. Yeah. No? No. You, you, I mean, you're no. looking at us as if to say, shut up, like, what are you talking yeah, should about? Should go down to Asdor? Asdor, yeah. Drive our Fiesta down Asdor. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Been there, Jack? No. Smooth, <laughs> smooth me right over. Yeah, exactly. Best, 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 best accent in the world. Not sexy, but just... Oh, come on, it no, is. Not se- no, not sexy at all, but warming is what oh, I Oh, like it's very say. warming, yeah. It's a hug in an accent. <laughs> <laughs> all right, lads, how's it going? Yeah, all right. So, um, tell me, how did comedy begin for you then? Um, uh, I did a two-hour writing workshop in London mm-hmm. uh, for funny women. And because I'm one of these people, as you probably know, when you're down in the pub and all your mates are like, oh, you're really funny, you should become a comedian. I'm like, I don't know how to write comedy. What are you talking about? So I found this course, it was like 40 quid. And uh, went down to London, and they sort of showed you how to do how to write a first your first couple of minutes of material, and then we all performed it on stage. Yep. Uh, there were some industry people there, and I got off stage, and they offered me my first gig at Leicester Comedy Festival about two weeks later, which I needed five minutes for. Never done it before, so two weeks later, I was at Leicester Comedy Festival doing my first five minutes of uh, material. How long ago was that then? That was 2011. Ah, so you haven't been doing it that long then? No, t- well, you take out me, me year of COVID. <laughs> <laughs> One year less than what I thought. So yeah, t- 10 years in theory. And what do you love about it? Oh, mate. Um, you might have heard just then, I, I do ambulance work at the moment, and it was only... That is a true story, yeah? <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. No, 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 at all. Then. Oh, no, it's We've been horrific. We've all got to make our money. Yeah, so whilst comedy disappeared, uh, I, I retrained to do ambulance work and it has made me realise that I'm a bloody comedian. That's all I can do. I'm 43. It's taken me 43 years to get into a job that I love doing. Uh, and I realise I don't like people unless they're in a comedy audience and then I love them. Um, yeah, it's just going up on stage and just making strangers laugh. I love talking to people. Um, I do a lot of audience work. I haven't really got any jokes like uh, Andy Andy has, um, but just sort of work off what the audience give me, which is what I love doing the most. Yeah, well, we saw your routine tonight and, you know, your response to the crowd, you know, you just respond totally to what you do. Yeah. So I, I normally MC probably 99% of my jobs are MC and like Andy's done tonight. And uh, that's my favourite job to do. I just love um, being with the crowd all night, listening to them, watching them, seeing what they do, seeing what they're drinking, who they're talking to, what they're wearing. Um, so I always get to a night early and watch people come in. Uh, I talk to people if they want to in the in the breaks. I'll stay at, like around after to talk to people if they, if they want me to. So I sort of... For me, it's it's a whole night. It's not just going on stage, doing my bit, and then just disappearing. It's I'm here for the night for the people. Because when you go up on stage, it takes a lot of bottle to what you do. Yeah, there's not a lot of women that MC for a start, um, purely because of you don't know what. Like, well, obviously, when Andy started tonight, there's some difficult people in the audience straight away. 
and if you get those kind of people you've really got to work with them otherwise they can just ruin the night um, and so you need to think on your feet so I don't have any pre-prepared material really and I just work off what whatever the audience give me I, I think it's quite nice because obviously you're quite surprised today because I saw you walking around I'm just kind of thinking you're just normal, a normal person kind of sit to watch comedy yeah. here sorry I and don't understand see- what you're saying because okay. it's not in a Bristol can you, can accent can you translate can you, yeah. <laughs> sorry I've really confused me then what saying, no. <laughs> yeah. but then then see you stand up and like oh okay you know yeah, yeah. no it was um, like I said I, I like to look around I've been down there I've been talking to the people that are down in that bit saying about the comedy and I've been chatting to people inside um, there's people here that have seen me before which is nice so they've come up and, and spoke to me but yeah it's mainly let's get in give these people a good night and we all need a bloody good night after the, yeah. I'd like to say it was just a year but it seems to be going on for a, for longer than a year now and we just need to come out the other side of this and go back to enjoying comedy I think audiences at the moment are enjoying it a lot more than what they have been before the before Covid which is good for us because people just want to get out they want to enjoy themselves they want to have a good laugh and that's you know, I don't do anything that you need to think about. I don't do anything political or, or you know, racial or anything no, like I, I that. I think it's, that it's kind of thing when you, when you like you say and speak to the audience, it, you kind of, I can kind of understand that by bouncing off of them. Yeah, I'm remembering yeah. people's names and what they do and yeah, where they're exactly. from. Yeah. Um, so then, even if I'm not emceeing, I still feel like I'm part of the night. I, I wouldn't want to come here halfway through a night, say if I was headlining. I'd like to be here all night so yeah. I can see what's going on because there's nothing worse than sort of speaking to somebody in the audience and they've been spoken to about 25 times before you've got there and everybody's like oh that's Jim you know what are you talking to Jim for we've always spoken to Jim we know what Jim does that's not his wife he ain't got any kids um, so I like to sort of go right Jim no wife no kids so I, uh, they're almost like oh how do you know me I'm like I've been here all night listening yeah you're just you're just observing all the time aren't you yeah yeah that's, that's basically another arm of the job if so to speak that's that's what i feel is another part of the job i've been in places before where people have thought i was uh, a waitress and i've sorted out their meals for, i've gone <laughs> gone and sorted out their meals for them and then i'm like you're gonna regret this in a minute <laughs> and they're like what are you talking about and i'm like just just wait and then i'd be called up on stage as mc and then you see their face drop as if to say oh no i've just spoken to the mc uh thinking she was our waitress and she sorted our food out so yeah i just you know just muck in and do everything a bit earlier i was trying to get a drink sorted out i thought you're talking that let's not put our fingers up to get a drink she might think we're trying to get an attention yeah yeah I'll, I'll go get your drinks in a minute Come to move your car as well bloody hell <laughs> but yeah no I just muck in if, if chairs need to be moved I'm there if stuff needs to be done I'm there and then I'm also part of the conversation because it's quite intimate here isn't it here yeah. at the Foresters lovely though isn't it lovely. what a lovely mm. venue can you um, see why you moved up this way from Bristol well yes I can this this is I mean we haven't got many I know in like your routine you said about Fleet Pond for instance <laughs> I always do you know what it's always worth googling yes I know because I was in I was somewhere last week and the number one thing to do was a, a hill it was a hill and I was like there's literally nothing else on the list apart from this hill I was like do you all go up there and just throw yourselves off what's going on and then you'd go to fleet and the number one thing to do around here is the pond and what what you do here what, what's I mean you'd think a pub would be up there more than a pond but no the pond the pond's right up there number one I'm curious now because I haven't been to the pond exactly well, I might have to go to the pond on the way home I don't even know where the pond is I'm going to have to look for the pond do you reckon the pond's got lights I might it's have to take a torch it's, it's and then I'll be accused of dogging yeah. I'm going to rock up to the pond in my car with my headlights on see you'd be able all, to see your love or heaps <laughs> exactly 
Are you referring to my my breakdown clothes, as I like to call them? <laughs> I'm currently wearing neon, which is fine. I've got pink hair, which is fine. I've got a pair of Crocs on, which are man repellers. Um, Andy hates Crocs, so I always wear Crocs when I come to Andy's gigs. So you love funny bones? Funny bones, yes. Yeah. Fabulous. <laughs> You're going to explain. <laughs> I've got funny bones. I thought you were talking about the film Funny Bones that I was in with Lee Evans uh, back in the 90s. Uh, no, Funny Bones, yes! Come to the comedy club, keep live comedy alive. Yeah, it, 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 it's, it's, it's so much, isn't it? When you do these kind of gigs, seeing people laughing, because it just brings it to life for you as well. Well, yeah, and it's, it's having the returning audience. Like I said, there's people here that have seen me before. Don't know where they've seen me, but they've obviously come out tonight. And it's always good that you'll get people like that, word of mouth, where they're like, oh, we have this really good comedy night. Obviously, we're quite good here. We've got a, a cover over where we're sat, which is nice because we're still outdoors currently. Um, and I love the outdoor gigs because I think it's a little bit more flexible. More people can have a cigarette but still, you know, almost stay in the room. Stay in the room. They're not going outside or anything because we're already outside. Um, so as long as the weather holds off, I, I like outdoor gigs. Let's just say, in the last year comedians have been doing more gigs that we would have said no to two years ago like people a promoter would ring you up and go hiya how would you like to do a gig in front of a chimney stack in a park in shrewsbury to a family at uh, two o'clock in the afternoon and normally you'd go oh my god that sounds like hell my worst nightmare no thank you you could pay me a thousand pounds and i wouldn't want to do that and then obviously covid brought it into the <laughs> into play that now we're like yes that sounds like the best gig ever and you end up in shrewsbury in front of a chimney stack at two o'clock in the afternoon in the rain so yeah, so we're, we're obviously drinking. we've missed your routine tonight because you're on a podcast here so where can we see you again oh everywhere am i oh, everywhere i've got a website kerisnelms.com out in manchester tomorrow well manchester next week manchester love me uh but yeah all over i got a festival well, they understand us so well you know if they don't that's their fault isn't it no. if they're not if they're not bilingual uh, then that's their fault. I've got a festival to do for BBC Radio 2's Ken Bruce in August. Oh, lovely. Uh, so, yeah, here, there and everywhere I am. Fantastic. Thank you very much, Steve, for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right. Cheers. Thank Take you. care, my love. Cheers, love. All right. Funny Boats Comedy Club. All over the shop in Farnham, different parts of Guildford, Cambly, all over the place. Check out the website. Oh. What's the website called? Funnybonescomedy.com. <laughs> Check out funnybonescomedy.com. There's a right laugh in it. <laughs> Comedy Lopez. That's what I go by, yeah, for sure. Comedy Lopez. Because nobody can... Sp- Even my mum calls me the Spanish one. Because <laughs> nobody can spell or pronounce Ignacio. Comedy Lopez. I'm not going to even uh, go there, so I don't want to offend. <laughs> no sweat, man. What's your name? Roger. Roger. Yeah. Okay, cool. I remember that one. Just because it's my favourite verb. Okay. To Roger someone, you know? That's... Uh... <laughs> uh, this is how your act went tonight. Superb. Brilliant. Thank you, mate. I really love it. Mate, what a great crowd. What a lovely audience, you know, under a gazebo, under the stars, you know? Beautiful. Is there stars out tonight, isn't it? <laughs> kind of. It's a bit overcast, but I saw one or two, you know? I'm a star. That counts. <laughs> we're, on a pod- we're on a podcast, so it doesn't make yeah. any difference, they does don't it? know. Yeah. Turn on the nightlight. <laughs> We've got the fairy lights on. You reference the fairy lights in the marquee here it did indeed yes make the most of it so what do you love about comedy then what do I love about comedy the freedom immediate feedback anything I write uh, I I found out I find out exactly if it works 
within moments of saying it out loud because I started out um, as you know I wanted to write films I wanted to write all kinds of stuff and you have to this you know give a script and it can take months and months to hear anything back but with stand-up comedy I could write something this afternoon and I know if it's terrible immediately <laughs> Because <laughs> I stand there on stage, I say it, I'm like, doesn't work, change it. So how many re- reams of paper have you got through then? The, uh, oh, that man. was rubbish. I've had to change. I've had to, the only reason I'm pro-recycling is because of how much bad stuff I went through at the beginning. You know, that's what uh, I've, had to, I've had to switch to digital means. So I put it all in my phone now, notes and jokes all in my phone. So you were the main act of the evening. How long did that take you to write that material for this evening? It's a mix. I like to mix it up a bit as well. The beauty of comedy is how fluid it is. I can mess around on stage. I know what my opening joke's going to be. I know what my closing joke's going to be. In between, I mix it up. I mess around. So that is a... What you hear tonight is a, is a compilation of 11 years of stand-up comedy, in and out, bits and pieces. Everything I think is going to work for that audience. So I change it up to work with... Uh, with the crowd that I'm dealing with. You work quite well, because also when people make comments, you kind of realm that into a comedy as well, which is really good. Absolutely, man. Well, that's one of the beauties of comedy as well. It's interactive. You don't get many art forms like this where I go up, somebody can change the course of a gig by shouting something out or having a dog. You know, if somebody has a dog in the audience, that doesn't happen in the cinema. You're not allowed a dog in the cinema. And if there is a dog in the cinema, that doesn't change Space Jam. All right? Space Jam plays out the way it's meant to play. Stand-up comedy, it changes based on what is going on in the crowd. Because it's perfect, isn't it? Because I suppose if you're on a stage in a theatre or something like that, you don't get the interaction so closely, do you? No, man. Actors are wimps. Actors are complete pussies. <laughs> I don't, you know, they're absolutely like actors. They, 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 their stuff's written for them. They go up. Nobody heckles an actor, all right. Nobody. It's not like any other job. Nobody heckles Michael Phelps, all right. Greatest Olympian of all time. When he's out there swimming, nobody's chucking a beach ball in there to disrupt his flow. He's just out there doing his thing. Stand-up comedy. We've got to deal with the elements, right? We've got to do with whatever is going on right now, including a BMW pulling up midway oh, through my yes. gig. I don't know what that was right now. I've never heard the BMW make that noise, okay? Jeremy Clarkson would be losing his mind. Four people would have lost their teeth, all right, over that particular incident. So how do you come up with ideas for comedy? I write about my life. I write about everything that happens to me in my life. Uh, I've got a great background in that. I grew up in Mallorca, which was filled with British people. I got a very good sense of British sense of humor before I came to the UK. My mom is Welsh as well. She's got a great self-deprecating sense of humor. So when I came to the UK, I was set up for it perfectly. But I write about anything that happens to me and try to figure out what makes people laugh. It must be a skill somewhere. There is a skill. I am blessed in numerous ways. One, physically, I am an Adonis, that is part of it, and also mentally as well, you know, I'm re- you know, it's not many people can do comedy and be this handsome at the same time. It is a, a sheer triumph on my behalf. I'll tell you, it's a stunner, everyone, this, this is the podcast. <laughs> Absolutely stunner. We just couldn't get one video, just too, you know, yeah. I know. Too hot for a videography that we usually do. Yeah. Blew, the, blew the lens right now. Okay? It's too much, not enough depth of field, all right? Because it's all, it's encompassing, all encompassing. There's a new, new lens, broke my lens, didn't <laughs> <laughs> So tell me some of the comedians you uh, kind of admire. 
I love Jack D. Jack D was the first comic I really got into. Like that deadpan, deadpan sense of humor. Uh, and although people might not recognize it in my humor, that's part of my comedy DNA. Like I grew up watching him when he hosted Live at the Apollo. I still laugh at his um, changing jif uh, to sif routine that still makes me laugh you know and it's just because it's such a clear cut persona and I think that's so important when you get on stage the audience need to know exactly who you are and I my dream is to write jokes that I'm the only person who could tell those jokes and that is my goal in comedy and that's why I love acts like Jack D uh, acts like Arch Barker I love him as well. Uh, he's out doing big things in Australia. Um, and people like Tiff Stevenson uh, in London as well. You know, it's just acts I grew up watching and uh, just try to make my mark in my own way. Be unique. That's the key, isn't it? Be your own That's thing. It. Hold on. <laughs> What's it going to say? Um... What's I going to say? It's your Spanish accent that does it. Yeah, it's it's all the it's all the accent. I think yeah, for sure. It's um. I think it uh, it makes people sit up and listen a little bit because it's different to what they're used to hearing, and I think that's that's a bonus as well. You want to be unique. You want to stand out. But plus, no comedian could steal my jokes because they're gonna have to. Have, they, they would have to have a great Spanish accent, you know, to pull off the material I tell. But also, you know, they'd have to. Because I thought when you came on stage, first of all, oh, that's made up that Spanish accent. <laughs> <laughs> I, I kind of thought as well. He's gonna come sit there. Like, Hi, mate. How's it going? Yeah. <laughs> all right, mate. All right, mate. Yeah, I can do. I can. Well, it, when I started doing stand-up comedy, I started doing impressions. So I do a lot of like filmic impressions and things like that because. You know, I had to learn how to do a Welsh accent when I moved to the UK just to stop people beating the crap out of me when I moved to <laughs> Wales. You know, that's one of the things I had to do. So I, I love accents. I love learning them and stuff. But I think what we've seen in the last 10 years or so with comedy is people just being more authentic on stage. Uh, so what I love going up and it's just bringing people into my perspective and showing them a little bit about what it's like being Spanish and dealing with a British audience. You know, that's... I'd like to try and introduce people to that. So you're the only Spanish in the village, then? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Well, definitely. And uh, when when I moved to Ponte d'Aue, where my mother is from, I moved there for a little while, and um, I, I arrived in Ponte d'Aue. And this is a place with more Indian restaurants than Indian people. You know what I'm talking <laughs> about? They they did not have many people of different ethnicities. So it was great fun to move there and meet people and uh, and. I, I travel around the UK. There's not many Spanish comedians. I was going to ask you this. Is there many? We don't have a big. We don't have a big stand-up circuit in Spain. You got superstars in Spain, like people like Danny Mateo, also one of my favorite comics. But no British person heard of him because he does comedy in Spanish, you know. Uh, but we don't have we don't have a circuit in Spain the same way we've got in the UK. So when I moved over, one of the great things about doing stand-up in the UK is that I can go from town to town and learn my craft. Uh, find out people's sense of humor just by performing there to them uh, without having to be on TV before people would come out and watch me, you know? How do you think you would go down in Spain then? 
I do well in Spain. I've been out there a couple right. of times. Yeah, I've been out in Spain. I've done some gigs over there. I'm not Danny Mateo, <laughs> you know, but I've gone out there and done shows. What's interesting is the material, the same material doesn't work. I can't go out in Spain and go, oh, all right, this is what British people are like and tell jokes about it because everyone's just like, yeah, we know. This is not a joke. You're just telling the truth. <laughs> because you put work. it in reverse somehow. Yeah, I have to, well, I've done bits in, in reverse and stuff. What is interesting is over there, they're having their comic boom right now, I think. They're having this similar scene to what the UK had in the 80s. So, like, the UK is way ahead of, like, a lot of Europe in terms of stand-up comedy because, um, you know, they're, they had their, their kind of political satire thing happen in the 80s. Uh, started this whole wave of alternative comedy uh, whereas in Spain I think it's just about to happen over there now I think it's just happening so it's exciting So how do you keep on progressing your career? My, all I want to do is keep writing and keep growing as a performer and audiences are great for this I, just, I want to keep performing to more people uh, and be prolific I want to turn over my material I want to write jokes that's why I love social media and online because if I chuck something out there I'll see if it works pretty quickly how many likes does it get on Twitter how many retweets this kind of thing if I post a video on Instagram and stuff are people watching it around the world so I put out a comedy album I think it's growing globally in a way that it wasn't before and now it's a case of like you just have to turn over more material you have to have a better work ethic I think it needs to be an admin of our groups because we have so many idiots ask questions like when we put a post out they actually ask the question and said that's on the post didn't you read it <laughs> <laughs> so if anyone wants to get hold of you your socials then give us a shout out yeah man Comedy Lopez on everything it's the easiest way even my mother contacts me at Comedy Lopez Twitter Instagram Facebook I'm not on TikTok because a bunch of people stole my stuff stuck it on TikTok and TikTok won't take it down so fuck TikTok <laughs> I like that <laughs> uh, thank you very much indeed Comedy Lopez thank you hey thanks for listening we very much hope you've been entertained and don't forget to check out our Facebook page at Entertainment UK you'll find all our podcasts at buzzpodcast.co.uk